Hello and welcome back to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. I am joined with Seth Bracken and Ray Sweat. Jordan is out for the week, uh, but he will be joining us next week. Um, thank you for all those who listened to our last episode. Uh, Got to give some kudos to Seth and Jordan. They attempted to carry the weight as my internet died. I really appreciate you guys as you did that. Uh, when I was listening back to it, I just could not stop laughing because <laughs> it was the most Seth and Yorton tangent on <laughs> a rom-com category. So kudos, guys. Thanks. Yeah, um, thanks. It's so, very off the cuff. <laughs> Ray, quickly, what were your thoughts on that? Um, quick so I didn't really listen to it. I was like, I got to hurry up and put this on the internet. So I didn't like... I what I did is I listened to the beginning to make sure I got the starting point of the podcast and I edited out all the, you know, pre-podcast talk and I, I waited for the end. And I was like, oh, cool. So I chopped off what I needed to chop off. And then I listened to it for the first time after it was published. And I was like, there's an awkward silence here. And then Seth starts talking. And I was like, oh, Seth, Jared must be like choking or something. Seth took over and he's like filling some time. And then Jared just disappeared. I was like, oh, now, now I started getting excited because I was like, what the fuck are these two going to do now? Because they've never hosted the podcast, you know? So now Seth is like, so Yorton, how was your day? <laughs> you know? He didn't do that, but it was just like, I was like, where are they going to go? It was fun. I was like, I don't know. It's like in the WWE when uh, the ref gets knocked out and all of a sudden the rules are out the window. <laughs> no, that's a good comparison. Awesome. So again, kudos Seth and Jordan for that. Uh, so we are watching He's Just Not That Into You. The film that came out in 2009. It has a lot of intertwining storylines that goes in and has some very good actors and actresses that we all know and love. But first, we're going to go over our quick thoughts. Seth, what were some of your quick thoughts on this movie? I think there's only one way to sum this up. I'm just not into this movie. Nice. Thank you. Oh no. It was right there. Oh goodness. Okay. Uh Ray, quick thoughts. It's not a good movie, but it because of the star power in this movie, it is watchable. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's not good. I would never like rewatch it. I'm I'm giving away my secret at the end, but like you got Ben Affleck who I'll get into that in a second. You got you got big names here. You got people you know, and it's like this movie. Like you're just like, what movie is this? What are they doing in this? Scarlett Johansson and Ben Affleck are in a movie together. You know, it's like all of a sudden, like you see all these people. It's like you you're just interested because you know these people, and you kind of get roped in that way. But I would not say it's. In fact, I would say it's a harmful movie. This movie is not healthy at all for right, anyone. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna let's get we're gonna let's get into that as a cast together in a sec uh so some of my quick thoughts on this movie um ray you and i are when we agree we agree when we but like that's only like a 10 percent time on this podcast that we do agree and pretty much everything you just said i agree with because it's like it's not unwatchable but it's not rewatchable no yeah <laughs> not at all and and it's not unwatchable because of the cast and then some of the actresses to me, namely Jennifer Connelly, just I gotta bring back the Royal Julie Award for her later. Um Who? The Jennifer Connelly. She's just Oh yeah. She went too hard. Um for like no one asked her to do this. The fight in the Home Depot. Sorry, I'll get into it. Um I thought it was good. Uh no no no, that's what I was like. She was so good. It was oh okay. no one asked she, her, like, she was biting it. She, yeah, she was biting it. Um but yeah, so before we hop into discussion of the movie, we are going to do a rom com draft later. We're gonna draft uh different actors to fit into the roles into a rom com to sort of make our own ensemble cast, just as this movie had its giant ensemble cast. So Let's just go ahead and start with that. What do we think of the actors and actresses into this movie? 
So we have like Ben Affleck, Jennifer Aniston, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Connelly, uh, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Goodwin. And you know what? I haven't even gotten a Scarlett Johansson yet. So that's like, this is the star <laughs> power this movie has. So, Seth, talk to me about some of these stars. I think the uh, it's it's a great cast. And I think everyone does a good job with the assignment that they're given. You know, like they play their characters well. No one comes across as unbelievable or like, I can't buy this or I can't buy that. Uh, I, I think the problem with the movie is not the actors. I think it's that none of their characters are in any way likable. Like there's not a likable character in the movie. Uh, not really. I mean, the closest you get, the closest you get. No, because they all have problems. They're all like neurotic and annoying. Like Jennifer Connelly was the closest to a character I liked. And then she's all like, my dad oh. died of lung cancer. Why haven't you kicked your addiction yet? <laughs> like, woman, like, the man's addicted to the most easily accessible drug on the market. Not like cocaine or anything here. Uh, it's like, I don't know. With him. And then. Uh, Ray, like, you're shaking your head. You're no, shaking your head, Ray. I, uh. Mm, okay, I disagree. I thought Ben Affleck and Jennifer Aniston were very likable, and I that was a situation where I understood both of their sides, and that was the only. Put your finger down, Seth. Hold on. That was the only relationship in this movie that I was like, this movie should have just been about them too. Like, get rid of everybody else, because the other ones kind of got me mad no. or frustrated. Oh, I, I disagree. But that was like what's also was my favorite thing about that is Ben Affleck's in this movie for like maybe five minutes, and he's the best part I think, and he gets top billing at the credits. It said Ben Affleck, Scarlett Johansson. I was like Ben Affleck gets top billing in a movie he's barely in, and he's a major character in it too. So uh, I thought that was my favorite and most relatable storyline. I like those two a lot. I like both the characters. So, so see, see, but that's why I, I was actually just about to go into them. First of all, I agree with you. This movie should have just been about them too. It would have been a much more interesting movie had it just been about the fact that, especially they played the storyline the same way in which you think he's full of shit when in fact he's not. He actually did believe what he believed. But the thing that was annoying about them was, I was like, damn, like you come across like fake the whole time. And it ended up being a happy story in the end. But the movie played it off at the beginning. No, it played off like he was like, oh, I'm just going to string the long distance. Her sister gets married. He's over in the kitchen smiling and a little patronizing about it. Now, it ended up he was for real. And we'll see that later. But the first part of it, I was like, well, I don't really like you because you're just over here like stringing this girl along or whatever like that. And I mean, he wasn't. You find that out. But for the full first half of the movie, you think he is. And so it. He wasn't really likable until the end, and then at the end, by that point, it felt like it was kind of a twist that wasn't really earned. Whereas if he'd focused the whole movie on them, we could have seen that. So that's why I didn't like them either. So I'm going to pull an audible, so it seems like that's all our favorite storyline of the movie. Okay. It looks like. So what is your worst storyline of the movie, and why? Because not that redheaded girl. That's not the heart. Oh, Jennifer Goodwin. (laughs) I have, I don't know her name, but the girl who's way too clingy and way too desperate to be in a relationship. And the movie just completely becomes hypocritical with her because the whole movie, she has that epiphany where it's like, oh, there are the exception. I'm not the exception. No one should think they're going to be the exception because it doesn't happen. It's very rare. He's not that into you. You need to accept it, move on. And she bought it and it worked. And then the movie has to make her the exception, and it shits on its own point. Yeah, so I was Gigi Connor Alex storyline. So with Gigi, it's Jennifer Goodwin. With Alex, Justin Long. Shout out! To I like Justin Long's, Long's character. And he Connor cool, is Kevin until Connelly. the end. Well, I didn't I like buy Alex that he would be that into her based off of that. Like they didn't do enough yeah. legwork to make me believe. Like, oh yeah, I get it. But yeah, so, but he so was I, great. Seth, what's your least favorite storyline? Holy shit. It, okay, since it's interconnected, it was basically just the whole 
Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson, his marriage, and Drew Barrymore's awful advice that Phil's bears mentioning. I hate that storyline so much. That's when I text you, by the way, and I'm, like, I'm going to say mm. what I text you. I text you and said, I am unfriending you uh, for picking this movie. <laughs> because I fucking hated it. Yeah, I yeah. hated it. I was like, first of all, Frost and Bradley Cooper's character, right? First, he's like, oh, no, you know what? This is getting too, too, too far. I'm married. Yeah. We need to back off, right? And Scarlett Johansson's like, okay, I get it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Everything's good, right? Everything's good. And then she goes, and he's like, no, I don't think it's a good idea. Yes. Like every, I was like, okay, everything's on board. Like I get it. You know, he's flirting. He's like, oh, you know, whoa, whoa, this is going a little too far. And he stopped it. I'm married and everything. And I was like, okay, good for you, dude. And then Drew Barrymore is like, well, you know, what about, it gives the worst advice I think I've ever heard another human being. Yes, I know. (laughs) She's like, I have never seen a character turn, turn from, Okay, you're kind of likable to just absolutely detest that character as Bradley Cooper in this movie. She's a straight-up villain. Oh, no. Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson, and Drew Barrymore, these are my least favorite characters, and they all bear responsibility. Yes, they all bear responsibility for how awful they are. And what's so funny is that, like, this is Drew Barrymore's film from her production company, and he's just like, she gets a fucking happy ending at the end, and I'm like... I know. You just... You just rip this family. You just stay in this family. Like, how did you get a happy ending? Like, what? I, I want to talk about uh, Scarlett Johansson real quick and how I think she's playing. I think the idea of her character is she's playing a very immature, kind of like hopeless, hasn't really been not ho- hopeful, romantic, who hasn't really been burned by a, a relationship yet, right? And she's just kind of young and inexperienced. And it, okay, I get it. Still a terrible character. Someone's married. You you gotta like understand it's not gonna work out. Um, where I was going? What was I going? With? Oh, um, she they, also don't don't forget she kind of leads the. Um, that's what I'm going. So the guy from uh, Entourage, right? Yeah, Connor. He, uh, Connor. I had issues with him too. He seemed pretty normal, but it was like, look at the mirror, homie. Like, <laughs> like you're not a bad looking dude, but that's Scarlett Johansson, like. You got to know you're being strung along. And like the second she's like, okay, let's be boyfriend, girlfriend. He's like, I bought us a house. Like, dude, dude, come on, man. But But that was every character in this movie. I know, but. Every character in this movie was that way. To be fair, this girl of dreams and said she wanted to be my girlfriend. I'm buying a home. (laughs) That is. She looks fantastic. I'm just throwing that out there. Also, <laughs> also, Jennifer Conley is just a queen. She has been great. Um, I remember watching Labyrinth as a kid and going, who is this girl? And I've been following her career ever since. She's been great. Um, Scarlett Johansson was, you know, putting up home runs in this game. So just throwing that out there. And I probably, gonna, like, I'm probably I'm spoiling my best scene. Um, but that fight in Home Depot that she had with Bradley Cooper was just so intense, and she just acted so far and above everyone else in this movie. Um, because it's like everyone else in this movie is like, "Hey, we're like we're good actors, but this is a rom com. Like they're collecting checks, and it's yeah, not yeah. a no, no, no. <laughs> this is not a. I, I was I'm glad you brought. The, I don't think it's a, a romantic comedy. There's nothing. I think it's funny played that movie. way. I think it's huh? meant to be. Like I think they played it for laughs. Like I think you're supposed to laugh. But really, because I didn't laugh at all. I agree I was, with you. I, was, I mean, I, I was I'm mad. with you. But I'm with you. But I think it. But the way I read it, it was played that way. This movie is a very big product of its times. In 2009, we were like, "Oh, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny." But then, like in 2023, as we have all matured and grown, and therapy Jared. and have helped. No, hold on, hold on. Here, tell me one joke from this movie. Oh, I mean, like, nothing was funny to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just... But it was played that way. It was meant yes. to be played for laughs. Like, Jennifer Connelly going at Jesus Guzman, and when she's supposed to be talking to Bradley Cooper, and she's acting like, is any of your people smoking? Are they? Are that making a commitment? I think all of that was supposed to be funny, but it ends up not being. And by the way, Jared... The reason why that's the best scene 
is because it was the only scene in the entire freaking movie that felt real. Every other thing felt like, hey, I'm definitely watching a movie because these people are freaking insane. But that was the one scene that felt genuinely also, real. Let me say, let me say, it was hard to feel bad for some of these people for many reasons. But one of the reasons is they all go back to their luxury apartments that look like they all like have four hundred thousand dollar jobs. Like I was like, I don't feel bad for you. You'll be fine. Like get the fuck out of here. Again, no disrespect. <laughs> to like the, went to his boat. Uh, no disrespect to the five gentlemen that rented a sub from Camping World and with the PlayStation controller, but it's one of those things you kinda like fuck around and you find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's hard to feel bad for them in this movie because like they're in New York with these awesome apartments. Baltimore, but, I thought. Oh, Baltimore, Baltimore sorry. Yeah. yeah, Baltimore. Sorry. Um, but yeah, no. Which was, wasn't uh, really a setting for a movie that no. made sure to mention it. They didn't really use Baltimore. Like, you know what I mean? Like the way that they talk about it in the movie, like the back, like, the summary of the movie, like a the Baltimore load. It's the two boat scenes were like the only thing just like, but this boat can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So why are you? Yeah. Why is this I, it's easy to mistake it for being a New York City setting. <laughs> To be honest, Hint, which I just did uh, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we talked about our favorite actors, our favorite storylines in this movie, our least favorite storylines. So, well, hold on, are we about to go to categories or the draft? No, or nit? Can we can we go to one negative? One more negative we no, haven't talked we were about, about yet. To go into. I was about to go into. Um, I just want to say while you're coughing, that uh, was the yeah. worst wedding speech I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god, that's freaking brutal! <laughs> so bad. Oh, her sister oh. single though, and boy, you better hurry up because you're getting old or something like that. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, she still got a lot of mileage left on her. Uh, younger models are coming up though, so you might want to hurry. Thank that you. was, I was it's like a sharp left, cringing in my seat. And also, I want to shout out when. Uh, Justin Long is playing with the beautiful, tall, blonde. He's playing like NBA 2K and he goes, franchise player, my boy Marbury. I was like, okay, you're dating this so bad. He was never a franchise player. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, can, can we talk about one massive negative, though, of this movie? No, that's what yeah. we're about to go to. We're about to go to negative. Okay. Everything. Then can I start with the negative? Just Go yes, Ray's, Ray's not wrong. Here's one thing I think would have helped fix this. Two things that would have helped fix the movie. One we've already mentioned. One, delete every other character storyline except for Ben Affleck's and Jennifer Aniston's. Focus on that that story that you're asking the movie, the idea of philosophy of marriage or not, and playing that up I think would have been great. The second thing that would have fixed the movie though is if we had changed the Jennifers, the lead Jennifer character, and swapped that with Jennifer Connelly. Because one, it could have brought a whole lot less neurotic, I belong in an insane asylum vibe to the role. She probably could have brought some more subtlety to it and complexities to that character. Because also, I would have believed a lot more the Bradley Cooper and her being the neurotic person and their marriage falling apart would have made a lot more sense to me. But dear Lord, that main character. Ooh, you we have some pushback on the Ben Affleck. <laughs> For Aniston's storyline, I'm glad that's not the sole focus of the movie because that's a great story that can be told with the concept of marriage. But based on how the rest of this movie was written, do you trust them to write that storyline like fleshed out for a whole movie? And be <laughs> I'll give you, I will give you that. They probably no, that, that's my only issue because I'm like, good job with it. I'll that's give a you great that. concept, but I felt like it was maxed out with what the writer was doing in this movie because they clearly couldn't write for shit. Um, and go ahead, Ray. And it's based on a novel. So they well, hold on. No, 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 stop. Hold on. I think it's based on a book about, it's like a self-help book for women. Like he's just, here's signs, you know, how to approach dating and stuff. I think that's what the book is. Um, I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. I'm, it's not based on... There's not okay. a novel with these characters out there. That's what I'm that saying. would make sense. That that would actually make sense. I'm a little disturbed that they took a nonfiction self-help book and made it fictional. Just make a documentary or something. 
probably a lot more better, too, but right. So yeah, it's um, a you're right, Ray. Fair I mean, point. But okay, hold on. Um okay, uh there's things in this oh. movie I liked. Oh, go ahead, Jared. So the book is actually based off of a Sex in the City episode as well. So inspired by probably like, yes, it's inspired. Yeah, so inspired I get by that. It was probably about like why is he not texting me? You know, yeah. And, all and then yeah. it led to them writing this book, and then it led to this movie. Okay, so there's things in this movie that I actually did like at first because as someone who was back in the dating pool <laughs> i liked um there was the moment when she's on the date with entourage and then she thinks it went well you know and he's like calling some other girl immediately i've been that guy and you know a while ago and where you just feel like the date you're like i don't see a future here i'm gonna try to call someone else but also her at yoga looking at her phone, waiting for it to ring, you know, cause you're, the date went really well in her eyes and she, she's really into this guy. I've been on that end too. And then anxiety that comes with that, you know, like, what did I do wrong? You, you start overplaying it and thinking in your head, but they only did it for like that little, like one or two moments. And they went away from that. They went away from how stressful and anxiety, the anxiety ridden it is to, to be dating and meeting all these people and, self-analyzing all the time and getting in your own thoughts and they didn't i don't i don't feel like they hit that hard enough like i i don't know yeah someone who's been in the dating pool for seeming like forever i will tell you this there are a lot of signs out there that will give you the answer but also dating now even though it's a headache it's a little bit better because as you get older People are a little bit more expressive with their feelings and they kind of tell you how they will feel. But as you expect that, there comes with the ghosting on the other side. But just as one of my favorite, as my grad school professor always said, when you're struggling with something, give it a kiss. No, you're not going to kiss this random lady in a place. You're going to keep it simple, stupid. Just say it. Just say what's on your mind and say how you go. And if Gigi would have done any of that, just expressed her feelings, this movie is roll credits in like five minutes. Except she did express her feelings a lot. They were just insane maniac. I need to see counseling feelings because she was all like, she, she was nuts. And I think Ray has a point here. With the whole like anxiety stuff at first, like that was actually that it that was really well done in the movie. Like you really did get a good feeling for that. That was an honest human reaction, right? Like, oh, I went on this date. I think it went really well, and I'm really anxious. Why hasn't he called? Why hasn't he called yet? And so I think that was a really good starting point. And then it kind of you know delved into the whole. Oh, that was cool. That was good. That was real human emotion. Let's go ahead and do this insane asylum person now instead for the rest of the movie, and we're gonna play it up for last. That's why she's taping up his business card that she tore up. And uh, I, I want to, Jared. You're gonna agree with me on this. I think a movie with a similar premise today about modern day dating would be really interesting to watch because you get on apps like Bumble. I got Bumble a few weeks ago, and I was like, all right, I'm back in the online world. This is weird, right? And I'm swiping away like a motherfucker. Like, you're hot, you're hot. I'm just swiping, right? I wake up in the morning, and I have so many matches, and I'm in eight conversations at once, and I'm like, this is not what I want. Like, I can't keep up with eight conversations. And then you get on, and every time you log into Bumble or a dating app, it just brings you more women, and you just start swiping. And so, like... Then you make more matches and then more people are talking to you. And it's like, how am I ever going to get to know one person? If so, I don't know. Like you just got to be careful out there. You, you have to have control and not swipe and just talk to the people you're talking to and narrow it down. And then if it doesn't work out, start swiping again. It's just, it encourages you to always be looking for greener grass online dating. I feel like, and I think that'd be an interesting premise. It's, I mean, like also like the dating apps have been like gamified at this point. Like it's some, it, it was like pay to win at times 
or if I like pay for my profile login, then I'm able to get like more matches and I'm able to get the people that I really want or the people that I'm really attracted to or the people that I'm really connected with. So, um, yeah, there is a show on Netflix called modern dating. Um, or no master of none. Sorry. Uh, it's master based on the book, good. modern dating. Um, and so it's a good look into, um, what it's kind of, like one of the episodes is a really good look into what it's like using apps to date. Yeah. Uh, that's a, one really of the episodes. Awesome. That's not the show as a whole, but some of the episodes are based on the book that he actually wrote, um, that are, that is pretty good. And I feel like that's a better perspective on dating. And again, like I said, this movie is a huge product of its time from 2009 based on a book that was written in 2004 uh, inspired by a show in 2002. So huge product of its time. And it has not aged My well space. at all. Was it I, would like, I would like a dramedy update for today's time. I, I think I like comedy, but like a little bit of comedy with drama. I like it. We didn't talk about how MySpace plays a role in this movie. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Like I mean, the the, the big moment Star at the end discovery. was yeah the big moment at the end was her deleting her MySpace because she found her man. Did I miss that? No, it was there. Yeah. No, it was definitely there because she was like, "Oh, he messaged me on MySpace," and they all went, "Oh, oh." No, I remember. I didn't. Did I miss the deletion of MySpace? Yeah, it was at the very end. I don't know if it was during the credits or if it was right before the credits, but yeah. Yeah, it was, it was towards the end. The very When they were doing the little montage of all the different character endings, like Bradley Cooper's buying beer and a girl cuts in front of him again and all that stuff. It was there, though. Oh, no. It was witnessed. Oh, no. Mm. What? It... Dang, I'm sorry I missed that part. Oh, geez. All right, guys. Any last thoughts before we hop into our draft? Uh, let me check. I only took a couple of notes. Um, nope. Worst wedding speech ever. And the Marbury reference made me want to throw up. So there we go. All right. So uh, we, as we did a draft last week of drafting our rom-coms from 2010 to 2019, I did not put that online yet. I still need to do it. Um, I'm on vacation this week. So I'll, I can actually do both this one and that one. Um, so this time we're going to draft our very own rom-com movie. So we're going to pick a male lead, a female lead, the best friend of the male lead, the best friend of the female lead, the rival. So the rival is whoever we are having the focal point, whether it's the male lead or the female lead, um, and a director. And then once the guys are finished with their draft, give me a quick synopsis of what you're going for in this movie. So, I did the spin the wheel before we started. Oh, and also, you can draft in any sequence. You don't have to start out with male lead, or you don't have to start out with female lead. You can start out wherever you want. But once that actor or actress is off the board, no one can draft them for any role. That actor or actress is Dunzo, and also a director, if you are, if you are drafting... Wait. Well, if you draft an actor-director, I mean, a lot of times they... All right, well, that's fine. Like, if you drafted Ben Affleck, for example, as the lead or the director, I couldn't draft him as the lead, right? Nope. Okay. So no actor-director combos. What if it was like... Okay, I was going to say, what if he's in his Batman costume? Is that a different person? <laughs> <laughs> It's a romantic comedy with Batman. <laughs> Swear to me. Swear wrong to me. You love that was the wrong Batman. But Ben Affleck doesn't have a good one other than Do You Bleed? So we don't need to go down that path, though. Or Martha. Martha. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. All, right. All right. Okay. I got first pick. Yes. Um. So we got male lead, female lead. Best friend, best friend, rival, and director. I don't think the director really matters in a rom-com. Let's be honest. Oh, so, man. I got a good one, but it's fine. All right. If everything works out my way, it's going to be great. I'm starting off with the home run here, and I have the rival. Okay? My rival... <laughs> I'm picking between two. 
Jean-Claude Van Damme playing himself in the 90s. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, I have another guy I'm into, and it's fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. Just putting that out there. Well, you Jared know where my vote's good. going. You know okay. where my vote is going. No matter who but the I, second I, person is, you know where my vote's I'm going. I'm not picking that. I'm not going to pick that. That's my backup. In case, by some miracle, Seth picks my second one, and he's not going to. Here's my pick for Rival. Pierce Brosnan, GoldenEye era, playing an art thief. International art thief. Are you making the Thomas Crown affair? <laughs> I just want him to be some international mystery, super handsome Pierce Brosnan. With the hair, all that stuff. That's my pick. Right, well, uh, Ray is remaking a movie that's already been made, but it's okay. No, uh, he's, no he's, he's barely in the movie. He just shows up and looks handsome. He kind of reaps it for him. Uh, always be my oh, mate. That's, that's yep. what it is. All right, okay. Seth. Uh, female lead. I'm going to start there because uh, this one makes or breaks the movie. And I'm going to go at Natalie Portman. Okay. Well, that's a good one. That's really good. I like her a lot. It is. It is. She's great. I want to take your male lead so Don't bad. you dare. Don't you fucking dare. do it. Do it! It's great. It is great. I have a great plan, and it's going to be fantastic. Do not do it. You know you have your own. Oh, oh wait, no. wait. Are you doing a Star Wars reunion here? No, I am <laughs> not. I am not doing a reunion. I refuse reunions. Uh, so, I'm going to go with Jason Segel. For which you role? One of my picks! For my belly. Jason Segel. Uh... Mm. Oh, I typed that under Seth. I'm sorry. Let me get rid of that. That's a good one. I had him under my uh, best friend. It's a Ooh. good best friend. And for my female lead, I am going with Janelle Monet. Ooh. Okay. From Knives so, Out. Right. The second I one. I really love some Janelle Monet, uh, respectfully speaking. All right, she was good at Knives Out. Oh, it's me? Uh, all right, so for my male lead, I'm going to go Ian McGregor. Oh, my God. I knew it was happening. Okay. This is going to be great. It's going to be great. You'll see. I got a whole thing. You're going to love all my picks. I promise. I promise. All right. All right I want to picks. I want to blow up my draft and just steal Star Wars <laughs> characters to ruin <laughs> Seth's team. That'd be very I'm gonna rude. go with because I don't know who else to pick for the female best friend. I need someone who's funny and can bring it. And if y'all take her, I'm screwed because I don't have any other names. I'm just gonna take Aquafina. All right. I, I think I've said this again on this podcast. She's a re- she's a pretty good dramatic actor, and I actually like her dramatic like. Mm-hmm. Acting better than her comedic acting. Nothing against her comedic acting. She's just she's a pretty good actress. Okay, so now it's uh it's time for my second or third pick. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with my lead male lead, Hugh Grant. Oh, quiet. No, Are you no, making okay. a 1990s British? Yes, I'm set in 1996. That's when my movie is set. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This makes more sense because I was picturing like 2023 Hugh Grant, and I'm like, no, no, Aquafina time traveled. Why isn't yeah, the arrival <laughs> like July or something? What are we making like two weeks' notice or something? Nottingham Hill. The rival is Pierce. Hey, I'm Rodney thinking there's a female lead, Julia Roberts. I want. Yeah, I'm kidding. I have her on my list as a potential, but uh, I have like about a boy version of Hugh Grant on here. So. All right, nothing against you, Grant. Sorry, we're just giving you shit. Nothing against you, Grant. I don't care. It's all good. Uh, Seth, go ahead and pick Hayden Christensen. He is going to be my rival, but I just <laughs> want you to know that I do have an entire plan here, and it's going to be great. Ian McDermott as the best friend. <laughs> no, that's not who I'm picking. I promise, not who I'm picking for the best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Can we get Jordan back and just have you and him fill dead space? It's better than whatever the <laughs> hell you're doing. No, I'm telling you, this is going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to love the, the At the end, 
You're going to love it. I won't, but okay. Um, I think you will. So I uh, got back-to-back picks. So I'm going to go ahead and get my rival, which is Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just like a super handsome dude or something? Yeah, a super handsome dude going against awkward-ass Jason Siegel. It's going to be great. Uh, and then for my <clears throat> for my male lead best friend, I said so many good things about this gentleman last week. Randall Park, fantastic. Him and Jason Ziegel going back and forth off of each other. It's just going to be the best ten minutes of the movie. So I'm not Seth, mad at that. You got a good squad. Backup, Seth. Please. All right. What? No, it's good. I got this. Is good. It's all solid from here. The male best friend character, and uh, the male best friend is actually going to be for the female lead. Just for the record, if that makes sense. So would this be female best friend? How we how we wording this? I want to make sure okay. I word it correctly. So it's just the lead for. Uh, it's just the best friend for either lead. So we have the male okay. lead best friend and the female lead best friend. Got you. Female lead best friend then. That's what category this is going in. Is uh, going to be Samuel L. Jackson. A boy? Mm-hmm. Like a guy for the female? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is he gay in this version of? I'm trying no, to Samuel L. Jackson with... is just. No, this is current day 2023. The age differences are there. It okay. is just. Try... Look, he's the older person that she's friends with. Think about it like she's at work, right? She works at one of those like retail stores where you got the older people. You never seen the meme where it has 19 year old going to the, you know, the 69 year old's like birthday party kind of deal. Like where's so-and-so that's what it's like. It's a workplace. So I, best friend. I, I agree with you because I almost did that. If, if I was going to, cause I had, I set up two draft boards. I had that in my second draft board. See, I'm not crazy. This is you'll see the method to the madness. I promise it's gonna but, work. Um go to hell, Seth. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's I got the female lead. I'm going with Julia Roberts, who is the most iconic female lead in a rom com ever in Pretty Woman. So her and Hugh Grant together. I'm bringing I'm making a nineties rom com, y'all. So it's gonna be super white. They already made this one already. Time. It's super white. <laughs> Notting Hill is a movie. Was she in that movie? I haven't seen it. It's actually a good movie, but yes. It, Hugh Grant, Julia Roberts. It is, it is if you put mayonnaise British. on a saltine cracker, that's Notting Hill. He's also not wrong. <laughs> but it is British, so I mean. No, no, no. My, ironically, my mom loved Notting Hill. Which is, again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right so I got to pick. Um, my last category, which is the male best friend, and I'm picking Vince Vaughn because I need someone who I know for sure is just going to get last out of the audience. And I think Vince Vaughn is a great think like okay. Wedding Crashers, Swingers, Mister and Mrs. Smith. Like I, he's just I a... do like the dichotomy of set or, or Ray. You're going like straight 1990s British, but then like. Oh no! I actually got to bring in some kind of like modern humor with Vince Vaughn and Aquafina. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so like, young Vince Vaughn would be really good, I think. All right, so here's the thing: just again, method to the madness here for the male best friends, the male leads best friend. It's going to be Liam Neeson. All right, because I want that. I want the thing between the two older best friends, and there is a whole method to this. Now I got, I got all five right. So I can say, okay, yeah, I can uh, actor wise. Yeah, yeah. I got directors only want to have left. Yeah. Yeah. So the storyline I'm going for right now, by the way, is that the rival is not for Natalie Portman's attention. The rival is for Ian McGregor's attention. And that is where the twist comes in. But at the same time, I want to have the two mentor people do this. And I want a movie for the memes because you know the memes are going to be great for this. Said this last time. I'm doing it again because I want this movie to happen. But you also have Samuel L. Jackson railing against Obi-Wan and Anakin. And you have Liam Neeson, who then has to tell Obi-Wan between Anakin and Padme. And I think this is hilarious, by the way. I think it's going to be great. The memes in this movie would be fantastic. They would break the internet. This movie You're breaks the internet. You're making a movie for memes. You're not making a movie for quality. You know what? You're making well, this movie so you can just talk to Star Wars about them. 
You just want to talk to these actors about Star Wars. Like, you don't even care about the movie being made. This is the thing. You just wait till I get to my director. Uh, This is a rom-com. I don't think George Lucas directing a rom-com? No, no. Oh, dear Lord, no. I haven't. JJ? No, Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. Hey, bro, no. Uh, He's going to pick Brian Johnson. That's what what I was going to say next. Oh, you'll see who it is. You'll see who it is. Okay. So, uh, my last pick is my director. Uh, oh no, my female lead. Well, I get back to back. So, female female lead best friend is Carrie Washington. So, Carrie Washington is Janelle Monae's best friend, and my director is Greta Gerwig. Boom! Shout out Barbie coming out in a few weeks. Uh so I have male lead Jason Siegel. I have female lead Janelle Monae. Male lead best friend Randall Park. Female lead best friend, Kerry Washington. Rival, Michael B. Jordan. Director, Greta Gerwig. And I will explain once we are complete. Seth, who's your director? So my director is going to be none other than, and this is going to be the one that surprises y'all, mainly because I had to look up his name to make sure I had it right. I'm going to to try to say this correctly. It's not who you think it is. It was none of y'all's guesses, by the way. Martin Brest. I think I said that correctly. I might be wrong. He directed what to me is the greatest love story movie, if not the greatest, at least the top three greatest love story movie ever, and Meet Joe Black with the great Anthony Hopkins and Brad Pitt. Why am I choosing this director? Because as much as I'm making this movie for the memes, I need someone behind the camera who actually can understand how to make it work. And I think Ian McGregor, Nia Portman has the chemistry. You have the two older mentor figures sit there for the jokes. Then you have the rival, Hayden Christensen. He's only going to be in it for a little bit, so you don't have to worry about his acting, slogging anything down. And the man can direct. So that's who my director is. And first of all, two thoughts. Meet Joe Black, great movie. Needed about Fantastic. an hour to get off of it. It was okay, too we long. Disagree. Um, however, disagree. second thought. Your movie will be in a Walmart $5 DVD bin tray. <laughs> you know what though maybe, maybe it a will, double feature with in, like with like uh out of time or infamy. something it will live in infamy <laughs> no one will ever forget this movie it will forever out of time. it will be forever a movie that it will be known it will have a cult following and it will be beloved and hated no, no. Here's what's gonna happen. Measure. we're gonna we're gonna go to walmart and we're gonna be like oh this is seth's movie didn't it just come out oh it's a double feature dvd <laughs> With serendipity attached to it, five dollars. What a what a deal. Let's go. That's that's what your movie's. But you know what? What a deal. They're gonna buy it. So it's gonna be a movie that lives on. I'm telling you, it'll be a beloved and hated movie. Cult follower, everything. All right, Ray. Who do we have directing? My director is going to be Nora Ephron, who uh, when Harry met Sally, you got Mel, Bewitched, Sleepless in Seattle. She's just a queen of rom coms. So. uh... That's what I'm doing. All right. So, uh, Ray, explain this movie to all of us. What are you going for? Quick synopsis. Oh, she also did Michael. I forgot that movie existed. Um, yeah, me too. I, uh, <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Until you just I, I just missed the 90s, and I just want to make a 90s movie. And I feel like I got the most 90s cast. I want to replace Aquafina, but it's too late. Because she doesn't really fit in with this movie, but whatever, you know? So, that's it. I don't really have, like, a premise. It's just, I trust Nora Ephron. All right. Seth, you've... Do you have any more explaining to do? A movie for the memes that will live in infamy and for the jokes that it sets up. That's all I'm going for. Also, by the way, my two leads will have great chemistry, though, and it will still be a fun movie. Awesome. So I picked mine um, essentially because every fucking time they do a white man dating a black woman, they re- all those movies suck. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner is the only good one with Sidney Portier. They all suck. And I figure if you go from like an honest comedic standpoint and quit trying to tell a heartful, impactful story and just like make a good movie without trying to shoehorn some shit in it's gonna be good seth have you seen death at a funeral oh yeah dude it's awesome 
yeah, they had an uh, interracial relationship in that. That was funny that I would consider that that that's an exception to the rule of what you were talking about. Yeah. I love that movie. Sorry. No, no, it's really good. Um, the British version is really funny as well. Um, I haven't seen that one. It's really good. But no, I, Sorry, just, I didn't mean to. No, 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 you're good. I was just like, hey, dude, just tell this funny story. And I think Jason Siegel is a little older than Kerry Washington. Um, Jason Siegel. Um, Sorry, I made a connection in my thought process. Sorry, Ray. Uh, going through. All good. I got Vince Vaughn. Uh, <laughs> going through this issue, and uh, it just, he's out there dating. He meets, you know, Janelle Monet, and they hit it off. But then Michael B. Jordan's in the picture, and just, just funny stuff. And I think Greta Gerwig is a good, like, emotional, but also really good comedic director. So it's. Nah, just finally making the story fucking good because it's so much potential in that story to be told, but everyone just tries to shoehorn some shit in there that doesn't belong. Uh, so, uh, virtue signaling, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> too much of that shit. Uh, but yeah, no, thanks guys for this draft. Oh, uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> especially to see Ray go hard 90s, Seth just go hard memes. Me actually just tried to tell a story that's always been told, but better. But I, yeah, no, awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to our draft of rom com, building our own rom com. Now we're going to wrap up with our categories. So, our first category, of course, best scene. Uh, I've already put up my nomination and my pick, which is the fight in Home Depot between Jennifer Conley and Bradley Cooper. And Seth said it perfectly. You could actually feel something in that fight. You felt it. And I think the part that really stuck with me is that Jennifer Connelly's face was so intense. Mm -hmm. And so you could just feel her emotion. But she wasn't looking directly at Bradley Cooper, too. And so they just, like, added to the fight. Because she was like, it wasn't the, you know, oh, steering in the camera. We're fighting. So I'm going to stare right into your eyes. And as all of us have been in fights, uh, it's... You don't necessarily always look at the person, so then it just made it feel real. So and the, the half scream, like the half yeah. scream, where you're, and it was about the cigarettes, not about the uh, the cheating. Like all of that is what made it feel real. Like every yes. single bit of that is what made it feel real. And it was yeah. the only scene in the whole movie that felt truly like this belonged in a different movie. Like what what movie was this cut from and put in? And then like her walking away, him following. I mean it. it it was an uncomfortable yeah. scene, but it was the best scene because it was, again, the one that just felt real. And you talk, you said earlier, Jennifer Connelly Bison in this movie. She was the one that was doing everything up here, and everyone else was – I mean, they did fine. They did their role, but – Yeah. Yeah. Bradley Cooper is really good at playing people you don't like. You know, like this Wedding Crashers character. He's kind of a douchebag oh, yeah. handover, but it works, you know? Like, he just has a face of, like, a – a guy, you're like, oh, I don't like this guy. And also, the counterpoint for like him in Hangover, he also plays a really good guy that you like. So he's like good at both. He's not good in Hangover. He also he's plays your your favorite Guardians. I love him in the Hangover when he's oh, walking well, out of like, that school like building too, and he goes, "It's cool, a, don't talk to me." He's not a friend I, I would want to have if he's that character in the Hangover. He's kind of like, you know, he's like not a great guy, but he's just. He's a fun character for sure. Bradley Your Cooper has group. a lot of range, though. Yeah, that doesn't good. get enough credit. Ray, do you have a pick for best scene? I mean, it's hard to go against. Uh, yeah, I think it's the the Home Depot scene. I just felt that was like, oh, this is actually a really good scene. Like, this is everything else is just like, uh, okay, when's this movie going to end? Like, oh no, there's some real acting happening here. So that, and I like any scene with the boat. We're out in the water. Uh, but it's it's not gonna win my pick. So Home Depot. All right, Home Depot is our winner. Um, Ray already told us his pick for MVP. Did I? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh no, uh, that was a joke. I'm picking Ben Affleck. Okay, Ray's pick for MVP is Ben Affleck. Uh, Seth's pick for MVP is Matt Damon. Uh, sorry, Seth. <laughs> 
Definitely going to be 100%. I don't know. Because she's the only character that, you know, got massive screen time. I felt like that I liked the majority of the time. So. Uh, yeah, I got to go Jennifer Connelly uh, as well. Because she just overacted. She, like, bison this. Went above and beyond the call of duty. And she had, like, a lot of screen time. So I, she's definitely my pick. Um, so I... Unfortunately for my, oh, well, Jennifer Connelly wins. For six man, I'm going to go with, even though he's a big part top billing, I'm going to go with Ben Affleck just because based on his screen time. Six man's the number one billed actor, but okay. I mean, but just based on screen time, though, based on screen time. And he was the most likable character the entire movie. I'm just... That's a good pick. You're right, because of the screen time. Uh, Seth, what are your, what's your pick? See, okay, I, I need a ruling on this one, because I was leaning towards Justin Long, because at first, but he picked up screen time towards the end. But in the beginning, and which is when I disliked him more and more, as he got more screen time. At first, though, he was the part that carried the movie for me, because he had the like down-to-earth, sarcastic kind of blunt humor part that i liked but so if it's not him that's chris christopherson for me because there's not a whole lot of there's not this movie's also hard to do as a six man because there's so much like everyone got so little screen time relatively because it was all an interconnected story that like it's hard to pick a six man so if we're not counting justin long then i'm going chris christopherson no i'm with you i'm picking justin long okay all right then justin long was our winner Uh, he was my next choice, but Ben Affleck did a really good job, and I gave him screen time. But Justin Long legitimately is the six man. Don't you guys it's feel like Ben normal. Affleck is just us, like just a normal dude who just is a, like a decent dude? He just, except for that one thing he has where he doesn't want to get married, but like he just seems like a like the only normal person in this movie. He does by the end of the movie. At the first, the only reason why I even crap on his character is just because when they first showed that first scene, it was played off like he's kind of a douche, like that he was just stringing this woman along. Was like because he was in the kitchen. I read that that scene as like a. uh, I I hope she's okay. That I don't want to get married. And he was trying to laugh it off. Like I didn't. I didn't pick up the yeah. I'm going to string her along thing. I thought but it was I mean, supposed to be a misdirection and he was supposed to come across that way and it's supposed to be, like it was what she read it as. Mm-hmm. But I think it was supposed think to be so? a misdirection the way I read it. So that way at the end when it proves that he's the exception or Jennifer Hansen's the exception, right? That's more of a surprise and happiness. But can we all say it's just like I'm so glad that cargo shorts Phase era is dead. Say it again. I What's mean, dead? the cargo, cargo shorts, shorts era phase. Hey man, and it's okay. There, but those shorts were helpful. You know, you I, know. <laughs> I used to wear them, and I never used those pockets though. That was just what you could buy. It was the only shorts you could buy that were like not basketball shorts. I never use and or jean shorts. I never used the pockets though. Like those yeah, extra no. pockets. I literally uh, yeah. never used them. When I did, they would just like my wallet would be flopping around and I'm like crazy. <laughs> Constantly banging up. I was like, I just like, never used them. Hey my guy, you're not a you're not a fucking boy scout. Put on some real shorts. <laughs> but okay. So Justin Long is our sixth man. Um and I think we've already talked about how you would fix the movie. We would really like focus on the storyline of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Aniston, but we would write it better so it could last the entire movie. Uh, <laughs> but no, I that's not make the movie. <laughs> that too, um, <laughs> entirely different movie. Um, that's exactly what we would do. Uh, we all agreed on that one. As you can see, it takes a movie to be really, really good or really, really bad for us all to agree on something. Um, but yeah. All right, guys, uh, now we're going into the Rotten Tomatoes game. So we have had some gripes about Rotten Tomatoes. 
Wait, who won last game week? Maybe shifting in the future. We wait, be, wait. What are we talking about? We may, be shifting. we may be shifting to Metacritic in the future. No, I don't like that. Rotten Tomatoes is so much. Why? 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 Uh, what's the reason? Do y'all spoil each other, yourselves or something? No, no. We just. I'm just over the Rotten Tomatoes scores. I want to get into an accurate representation of the score of the movie. But the fun part of Rotten Tomatoes. Let me make a case here. The fun part is trying to figure out like exactly what the critics thought and why they thought that and also trying to figure out how it aggregates into a score uh i don't know we'll 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 discuss this off the air we'll discuss it off there we'll come up with options so uh, i mean i can't change the lyrics last week is off today seth what did this get on rotten tomatoes and why before i say my pick i just want to say i'm pretty sure i'm going to be upset no matter what happens next, I'm going to be upset at the score that this movie got. But I'm going to go, and I'm going to go real low with it. And it's probably not because it's an older movie, but I'm going to go with 42. And I feel like that's extremely low, but I feel like it deserves lower. I'm going 42. Answered to everything. Yep, that's actually why I chose it, because it's low. <laughs> it should be lower. I feel like it's probably higher, but it should be lower. So I'm going 42. You took my answer, you son of Did a I kid. really? Yes. <laughs> it's the answer to everything. What are we talking well, about? Because uh, I was just choosing that because I thought it should be lower, but I just didn't think it would be any lower. So that's why I went 42. So that's funny. So I thought right. I think it should be lower too, but I was like, there's so much star power. I feel like the critics will like someone in this movie and give it like a thumbs up. So like, I don't know. Like, I'll just, all prices right you. I'll go 43. I can't even be mad about it because I still think it should be lower. Yeah. Ray, you literally prices right it the wrong way. Oh, no. Is it 41? The and the score is 41. No, it's not- <laughs> <laughs> it is a 41 on Rotten Tomatoes. This is one of those few oh, times, yeah. though, that I actually like. I'm, I'm in agreement. That's a, probably a fair score, though it, I still think it should be lower. For the record. I still think it should be lower. The audience gave it a 59. That's too high. The That's critics, because of... Stars. The critics did not like the fact that you spend too little time with the main characters. And then, with that reasoning, you turn them into stereotypes. Hold on. That's I true, think though. Roger Ebert That's reviewed fair. this movie. Ro- this Roger, Ebert, question, Roger Ebert gave this two out of four stars. Um, this is... A very far from perfect movie, and it ends on an unsatisfactory note. Stop reading now, because I'm going to complain that most of its stories have happy endings. Not in the real world, they don't. In the real world, the happy ending, happy endings come only when a guy who's really into you. Uh, only It only comes... Sorry, I messed it up. Anyways, I should write a self-help book. If some guy says he loves you, check it out. That's the name of the self-help book. Um, he thought it was very average. So, All right, so... Um, I think we spoiled our picks for do we recommend this? Ray, do no. you have any caveats? Not, not to anybody. Ending? No, I mean, if you are on a date and you just want to not pay attention and make out the whole time, this might be a good movie to put on, but like... No, no I, if I you accidentally like, pay attention, I, it's going to ruin the mood. Yeah, I feel like if you accidentally pay attention, it could start a fight somewhere. Yeah, you're right. So let's, because it's going to bring up some questions. Well, what do you think about that? You yeah, <laughs> so I would say no. You're right. Yeah, just don't watch this movie. Uh-uh. YouTube, the Scarlett Johansson pool scene, and that's about all you need to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do not recommend at all. Universal, hell no for the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. Literally not a single instance where I want to recommend this movie to some. No, you know what? Never mind. If I didn't like somebody. All right, Ray, it is your pick. Oh, shit. I thought I already picked. Did I not pick? No. No, it's been seven. Since Jordan's not on, it is you. Wait. So I think it's Seth's turn. Yeah, we haven't done my pick. What are you talking about? Oh. Hold on. Let's... So it's was my it pick. No, Jordan went. Then it was Ray. Then I it forgot. was you. It's been now so it's me. Long. What did yeah. I pick? 
What the no, heck? You, you picked... still haven't No, he did. Huh? He went first. Oh. He picked uh, Ray picked first. He picked well, uh, Nick and Nora, the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he picked the offensive movie. Hey, then Jordan see. picked Always Be My Maybe. You picked, well, ironically enough, a movie that I liked even less than Nick and Nora, and I didn't think that was going to happen. And then... You're just a hater of fun. Yeah, and then y'all wanted me to pick... I told you last time what movie I was going to pick, and you wanted me to have justification, so I brought justification. All right, what's the pick? All right, well, I got to turn my thing off, so that way... To justify this. Turn what off? So... Oh. Scream, Erica's going to justify. Yes. My pick oh, no. is Barbarian. Barbarian? Yes. Yeah. Hello. Okay, explain this. What's going on? So, when I heard y'all were doing For the Ladies, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and then I started to hear the picks, and I was like, Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Um, and when Seth told me what he was picking, I was like, okay, I'm into this because I think um, being a lady is beyond rom-coms and I think horror movies... I agree, movies... Jared. <laughs> uh, I think horror movies are like a huge part of a lady's life, um, whether it's for date nights and having an excuse to like you know, snuggle up during the scary parts or, you know, stuff like that. But also a lot of horror movies have heart and even more heart than some of these rom-coms, you know what I mean? And I think it, it hits a lot harder sometimes. And too, like one of my favorite things about horror movies is the final girl trope. Um, I know it's not in every horror movie, but it's, it's my favorite to think that a strong woman can outlast and outsmart a killer um, and the rest of whoever's in the movie I, I love that and that's the energy i try to live by so when he said barbarian i was like yes this is for other ladies <laughs> i i i couldn't agree more i agree and also mind you last time we did this category i picked a I picked a musical out of rom-com so get out of here yeah but that still falls into the trope of like mm-hmm. i don't know hey, i and by me picking these movies, I respectable women have picked these movies. Let's uh next time we do it, let's change the name to something that's not f- called for the ladies. <laughs> hey, as I said, every time we've done this category, I have she not just shamed the movie. shit out of us. A woman in the in my life at the time has picked those movies for me. Oh. So. I also just want to say that. Without giving anything away, y'all should watch this movie without watching the trailer. By the way, just watch the movie. Like it's on Max. Just watch it. Don't just hit play. This is the best way to watch this movie because my wife dragged me to see this movie at midnight uh, after a long day at work. I thought I told her I was like, look, I'll go, but I might fall asleep. I did not. Uh, <laughs> and I thought this movie is about. I will say this: it's not about a medieval thing. I thought it was a medieval movie. It's not. Uh, the other it... thing is, go ahead. Sorry. When you first watch the movie, it's going to fit in really well with this category. That's all I'm gonna say is it will fit in with the with what we've been doing. I promise. Is Very Justin well. Long in this movie? I no comment. Because I think no I comment. saw a preview where he's driving a car, and then I was like, I heard about this movie. I'm gonna stop watching this trailer. So that's all I'll say. Okay. No comment. Uh, Your wife is commenting, so it's okay. It's I'm a really good it. movie. She doesn't know what she's it's talking about. Sure. It's a really good movie. Um, again, don't watch the trailer, Ray uh, okay. and Jordan. Y'all are going to enjoy it. Y'all are going to love it. You're going to be really confused. When he's like, wait, what are we watching? <laughs> he's nah, gonna have... it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And uh, Bill Skarsgård is... Hey, man, I can watch that man in anything. Just, just watch Thank you. Just watch the movie. Just watch the movie. You will... You're going to... Ray, you will appreciate this movie. And there's a very good... There's one thing about this movie I really want to talk about. Uh, when we come back to it. All right. So we will be reviewing The Barbarian. I encourage everyone to watch it. So we will see you all next week. All right. Y'all take care. Bye.